This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. My name is Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team, a team of experts that are available to answer any technical advice, strategy related queries you may have. Well, another week of parliamentary sittings have come and gone and with not much movement on bills related to financial advice matters. We're still waiting for debate to resume in the Senate on the proposed changes to the eligibility age for bring forward non-concessional contributions, which now will not be debated before the budget parliamentary sittings in the second week of May. Whilst the House of Representatives still has another week of sitting next week, the Senate doesn't. For advisers who are waiting for legislation to pass to advise clients, consideration now needs to be given to at least making a single-year contribution this year for those clients who will be ineligible next financial year due to their age. Perhaps what is more important, though, are the latest exam results released by FASIA, being those for the January sittings. Overall, the results are down from the longer-term averages. Of the 1,079 candidates who sat, 67% passed down from the long-term average of 78%. Of those sitting the exam for the first time, the pass rate was 73%, and for those sitting for a second or subsequent time, the pass rate was 46%. Now, according to FASIA, over 12,000 advisors have sat and successfully passed the exam, representing 57% of those on ASIC's financial advisor register. And this means 43%, or approximately 9,000 advisors, are yet to complete the exam. Roughly one quarter of these are registered to sit it in March. While there are no doubt some advisors who have chosen not to sit the exam and instead retire at the end of 2021, for those still to sit, the important aspect is there is still time. Those who registered in March still have three opportunities to pass in the March, July and November sittings, while those yet to register or not sitting in March still have two. And the good news is there is more and more support being made available to assist advisors to pass. FASIA have now introduced pre-exam webinars to help advisors to understand what the exam environment will be like and recently released more practice exam questions. Additionally, for those who unfortunately are unsuccessful in an exam attempt, more personalised feedback will be provided on areas where the advisor underperformed. Now, all of these actions are designed to assist advisors in successfully passing the exam, which is a positive, as there are now more reasons and opportunities than ever to provide advice to Australians. Just this week, the Assistant Treasurer and Minister responsible for superannuation, Senator Jane Hume, revealed that Australians still have nearly $14 billion in lost and unclaimed super. Whilst down from the $21 billion a year earlier, this is still a significant level of retirement savings that is not sitting with Australians and forming part of their retirement planning considerations. And add to this the usual debate that starts to ramp up in the weeks before the federal budget. What changes will be made? Has the Retirement Income Review opened up for discussion the question on whether super can be used for other objectives beyond retirement savings? If, as is called out in the Retirement Income Review report, homeowners are better off in retirement than non-homeowners, should super be available to purchase a home? We have seen some industry bodies rally against this with a view that super should be preserved for retirement use only and that early access for housing may even have a negative impact on housing affordability. But we saw during the early release opportunities from COVID-19 during 2020 that given the opportunity to draw down earlier on their super, many Australians will. Where used for appropriate purposes, then it could be a justified approach. But what use is appropriate? And unfortunately, many Australians who did withdraw 
and who were not advised, actually withdrew a substantial portion of their balance, meaning it didn't remain invested and wasn't able to capture benefits from the overall uplift we have seen from market movements over recent months. Now, these Australians will be in need of support to help grow their future retirement savings. Advice is critical to many life decisions, and perhaps one of the best ways to make advice more accessible to more Australians is through scaled or limited advice. ASIC have been consulting on this very topic and received numerous submissions on the barriers to providing cost-effective limited advice. Further roundtable discussions are expected over coming months, hopefully leading to regulatory change that makes the provision of limited advice simpler, easier and ultimately more cost-effective. But it's not all up to ASIC. Some legislative change may be needed, and we also need to see advisors being willing to provide advice in this manner to have the confidence to operate in this space, to help consumers see their value in advice and to start their own journey to a better financial future. Now, speaking of making things grow, our next fortnightly BT Academy technical webinar will be on the 24th of March 2021 when Matt Manning, a technical consultant from the BT Technical Services team, will explore whether transition to retirement strategies are still worth it. To register, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. You can also view previous webinars where we dive in-depth into various technical and regulatory matters. All of these webinars qualify for CPD points. And remember, if you have any technical advice strategy questions, you can call our BT Technical Services team on 1-800-655-901 or send the team an email at technical at btfinancialgroup.com. Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.